listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 249. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the moderately caffeinated John Brownstone. Yeah. You're doing good. I actually, oh, I drank water too today. Wow. I bet your big, cells big. were so happy to have the hydration. They were like, please just drink a damn glass of water. They were scared. They didn't know what was happening. <laughs> what is this refreshing hydration coming our way? Where's our coffee? I imagine yourselves to say. Anyway, <laughs> today, let's talk about being, quote, picky when choosing partners and staying in relationships, a.k.a. figuring out your standards and having some. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. And if your podcast app does not have a review function, feel free to share a favorite episode after you listen to it. That helps too. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, that's a LovingDS1, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where we live stream these episodes on the Wednesday before you hear them on the Friday, so feel free to join us over there. All links are in the show notes. And yes, I'm dancing to only the music in my head. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what that music was, but I was dancing to it. Uh, before we get into the episode, announcement time. Uh, uh-huh. A reminder, we are still in our Patreon membership drive. Thank you to everybody who has joined this month. Oh my gosh, sometimes my emails like flood. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been able to stay. Uh, we are glad you're with us. I had mm-hmm. hoped to have the sticker designs ready today because it's on my to-do list for this week. They are not ready today. Um, we will show them off in Patreon for existing members as soon as I have them ready. And then probably on Instagram, maybe on all our social media, but definitely on Instagram once I have those ready. Like they're almost ready. I just have to like finalize them. And I ran out of time prior to when we're recording. Uh, For podcast listeners, though, by the time Friday rolls around, if I don't have them done, I will be very stressed out. So you should be fine. You should be able to see them on social media. Anyway, so the membership drive is going on. What that means is if you maintain or join our Patreon in January, you will get one of these custom stickers that we are making that we are not available anywhere else. We don't have them for sale anywhere as of yet. We don't, they're like, completely for patrons um, and based on the tier you pick determines how many of those stickers you get. There will be a maximum of four designs. The top tier is the $25 tier. People on that tier will get all four designs, blah, blah, blah. Um, and if you become an annual member uh, in, of Patreon, of ours on Patreon in January, you get two months free. So you pay for 10 months and have access for 12. And I've seen several people take advantage of that. So, that is Patreon, patreon.com slash Lords. The links are in the show notes. The links are in the description box of the video. They are always there in both of those places. Um, so yeah, we hope if you can afford to and you want to, you come join us. Uh, when you do, you get mm-hmm. ac- access to a Discord server that's Patreon only. You get um, uh, monthly Q&As. You get a podcast episode. You get um, early access to videos and then other perks. Second uh, reminder, and this will be the last reminder for this because it's almost over. Uh, We're doing a giveaway over at the Kinkery. The Kinkery is John Brownstone's shop uh, where he makes and sells weapons of ass destruction and other things. Yes. Um, And we've got a $25 Kinkery gift card to give away to one lucky subscriber of our newsletter which we only send out monthly. We do not spam. We do not sell the list. We, we, it's, I only got time for one damn email a month, y'all. Okay. Just saying. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that link is in all the places. If you are already subscribed to that newsletter, you are already entered to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that giveaway runs through January 17th. So, and then my intention is to figure out the winner like early in that week, January, starting January 18th, and send some nice person a gift card. Uh, and so that, that's going on. And I think that was the last of my, was the last of my announcements. Yes. Okay. So we are, um, um, going to get into the topic. The topic was inspired by a very offhand comment from a kiki friend of ours mm-hmm. that we were talking to about a relationship that didn't work out for them. 
And in sort of a throwaway line that I glommed onto, because I'm that type of person, uh, they said, I knew things weren't going well in this relationship, but I thought maybe I was just being too picky. And that broke my heart. <laughs> One, because that's a friend of mine. And I'm like, no, you're not being picky. They need to deserve you. Okay. I mean, I was like, I was team yeah. that person. Um, but also, I know I've met people. I've been that person in vanilla relationships. But I've, many of us have been mm. in the, a relationship that was clearly failing, that did not serve us, that did not make us happy. And we stay either for a variety of reasons, but sometimes no. the thought process is, I'm just, I'm asking for too much. I'm being too picky. My standards are too high. And I just want to have a conversation about standards. Uh, this is a massive topic. We are, there's no way we're going to cover it all. Um, yeah, no. When I brought this up to you to talk about, it was funny because I was using that example of that conversation we'd had. Mm -hmm. And I, know I still stand by it because it breaks my heart. But you pointed out the very obvious other side of that, which is it is possible to be too picky on certain things. Yeah. Um, and to get it in your head that only a very specific type of person will do and then when you can't you know and then people get rejected for small things that you know should they be rejected for those small things things right. they can't control like how tall they are the color of their hair which mm -hmm. you can control but you know what i mean um you know their age stuff like that um and i think this is a very tricky subject because let us be clear you can set any standard for who you want your partner to be and what you want your relationship to look like, you can and you should. Quite frankly, I think not enough people have standards and uh, that's really the big problem. Mm. Um, but in some cases, under specific circumstances, some, I mean, we've got, we've used this example before. I'm trying to get myself out of this hole I'm digging. Um, <laughs> we've used this example before where I used to think I couldn't date anybody who was not taller than me. Correct. And so if you were not taller than me, I didn't really look at you. I'm now married to a man who's two inches shorter than me. Now, granted, some of that's your back problems, but still. Yeah. Um, and if I had held to that arbitrary standard that doesn't have anything to do with who a person is or how they treat me, I would not be with John Brownstone today. So those are the kinds mm -hmm. of pickiness things that we want to be careful of and we can discuss. But I just really want to talk about having some fucking standards yeah. and and not settling for being treated like crap because you think you're somehow quote asking too much well yeah every, everybody has to a certain extent their own set of standards mm -hmm. okay um i i think to me um Physical standards are not as important for sure to me as other things. For sure. You know, I, I mean, you, you you have to have like a core set of values uh, yes. that 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 you that you look for. Yes, I mean, you know, one of the things for me is is a person's moral compass. Mm -hmm. Do our ethics and values align? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know that that's something to me is 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 important that's that's kind of a um a hard limit mm, sure. so to speak in my on, notes i wrote down having standards is mm -hmm. no different than having boundaries yeah what will you accept you know and what you want some, accept? something like that is is very important to me um you know to to a lesser extent under that um i know this is may sound odd but you know a, a, a person's work ethic yeah, I yeah and, I know I'm judgmental about that, but yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. somebody's work ethic. <laughs> well, you know, you you know me how I am the type of of work ethic I've always had since since we've met. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that to me is is kind of important. Well, because I think it's about commitment. Like I think, yeah. and, and I think what happens, this is a bit of a tangent because we're not talking about capitalism in the Western world, but capitalism in the Western world will tell you that if you're not working and you're not productive, then you don't have value, which is not true mm -hmm. at all. But also 
having a healthy, let's put air quotes around it, but I think it's an important caveat, a healthy work ethic indicates to me that you can keep your commitments. You make a commitment to something and you keep it until you can get yourself out of it. And if you can keep a commitment Mm -hmm. to work, not overwork, not toxic work ethic, but if you can keep your commitment to work and the things you say you'll do at work, then I have a better idea that you can probably keep your commitment to me. Now that is not always true. You Mm -hmm. can have a favorable and put quotes around that too because that's in the eye of the beholder a favorable trait about you that i might try to use as an indicator of do you meet my standards yeah who i want to be with and that might not translate over into relationship life but if i'm just trying to get to know you and meet you we i hadn't said i'm gonna marry you i'm just Mm -hmm. like are you somebody i'm even remotely interested in yeah, I'm I'm with you. I might I might use that one too. I am also going to look at if you are a workaholic like I am, then when are we going to see one another? Yeah, right. <laughs> there mean, is, yeah, there is. And that. I think that makes a broader point of and there's no universals here. So a lot of this is clearly based on our own opinions and experiences. And I think we have to set our own standards for ourselves based on what's important to us. But I think that's the key. Some of the standards we set for ourselves or should ought to put air quotes around that. Mm-hmm. are things that are important to us. So that's why it breaks my heart when somebody who is a very kind, giving human being who's trying to find happiness in kinky relationships accepts a lot less than they deserve and tells themselves that they're being too picky. And it's like, wait, you would give this person all of this time and attention and care and love and whatever whatever those traits are about you that make you a partner they wanna be with. Why can you not expect that in return? I mean, mm-hmm. I would say you you can expect that in return. And if a person cannot give it to you, doesn't mean they're a bad person, but it means they're not the person, person for you. you. Right. And that is sometimes a hard distinction to make. Sometimes they really are bad people. But a lot of times we think, oh, I'm the wrong one here because my standards are too high. I'm being too picky when, because I want to make this work. And then you have to look at your reasons for why you want to make it work. Do you want to make it work because you're afraid you won't get into another relationship? Do you want to make it work because you've decided you've put so much effort, energy, time, resources into this relationship? It's a sunk costs theory. You don't want to, quote, lose the money or lose the money, but lose what you've put in. Uh, Sorry, another tangent on economic theory. I'm not a a numbers person. I don't know where this is coming from. Um, But that's a a way of looking at the world that people sometimes have when in fact you are not, they are not the right person for you because they do not meet a set of either internalized standards you have or, or very explicit standards that you have. And I don't think it's wrong to have standards. I do think you have to be careful when your standards become demands or when your standards become so high that nobody can meet them. Mm-hmm. And that is a very gray area because one person's too high as another person's not high enough. And sometimes our standards are high because we have had shitty experiences and we are trying to avoid the type of people we have been with in the past. And there's no set answer for that. But I think it does start with what do I, what do I give others? What do I expect from myself that I will Mm -hmm. do for others? Okay. Do I want that in return? If the answer is yes, then that's where your standards begin. So for you, yeah, work ethic. I'm totally with you there. Totally with you yeah. there. I mean, when when we met online, I mean, we we were becoming friends before anything. I really did not expect anything to develop between us. Mm. For a number of reasons. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about anything developing either. Because you were technically at that time, in a sense, not my type. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You know, I, I have always had this specific type. <laughs> that specific type has always led me to some kind of trouble or heartbreak. Gee. <laughs> hmm. Was yeah. that a pattern in your life? That's okay. You you <laughs> you you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. But with you, the way things happened, you were very different from anyone I have ever dated or been in relationship God with. God knows I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, you, you were outside my relationship comfort zone, sure. so to speak. Sure. And it was worth it. <laughs> 
it worked. I mean, it, it was the same for both of us in different ways. Yeah. But for us, those reasons we had said somebody was not our type were not about values, ethics, morals. Yeah, no. How they move through the world and engage with humanity, which please have some standards there. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend. Um, but yeah. they were very arbitrary things, things that. Once you meet a person at that point that's out of their control, like you didn't necessarily want to be with a single mom again. Um, I could not put my children in my back pocket. Like they were, they're there to stay. Um, I didn't want. You need s- bigger pockets. I know. No. I, <laughs> I didn't want somebody who was not a, not taller than me. I didn't want somebody who was this or that. I certainly didn't want <laughs> to be the fresh one post divorce. Um, so, uh, I, um, we had our own things. The, that's why when, um, hold on, I'm trying to fix our internet video mm-hmm. laggy thing. Pardon me. I'm, I'm, yeah. And that's a good point. I need to do that um, too. Go ahead. When you have a set standard on arbitrary details, okay, that a person could not in any way change about themselves if they even wanted to, um, and you go for that type over and over and over again, well, then it comes down to if none of those relationships work work out and it's the same type of person every time, my first instinct is to go, well, stop going after that type of person. Mm-hmm. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. But standards for what you want out of a uh, relationship or what you what kind of life you want to have like think about it this is a power exchange podcast y'all if I'm submissive yeah I want my standard as my partner needs to be dumb now some people will set a different standard for themselves they'll say it's okay if I introduce my partner to kink whichever side of the slash you're on mm-hmm. other people because of experience, because of just who they are and they know themselves really well, are like, I don't want to be the one teaching you. I want I want to go find somebody who already kind of gets it. And, I, and we can learn stuff together, but I'm not the one leading you into this. And I have heard Dom say that and I've heard some say that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's an okay standard to set for yourself. I do think that those kinds of standards though, it's about how rigid you are with them because sometimes you're gonna meet somebody who knocks your fucking socks off. They check every other box that you've got. And that's, there's like this one detail. Mm-hmm. And then it's a little bit like negotiating limits and kinks. It's yeah. like, okay, let me negotiate with myself. Is this worth it? Am I willing to go down this route? What I tend to find when I talk to people who are who ultimately are in relationships that fail, um, Sometimes I think people would see it if they could step out of it a little bit and and try be objective about their own life and they cannot, so they don't see it. But they start negotiating their standards on things that should not be negotiable. You know, like this person never respects my request that could you please send me a text once a day just to let me know you're alive. Like then when that doesn't happen, they think, oh, I'm expecting too much. Well, I mean, that's relative. Are you? Are you not? I can't really answer that from my perspective. I go, no, that's not too much. And if a person agrees to it and then won't do it, they're not living up to their end of a bargain. You've negotiated a thing in your relationship that you need to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and they can't give it to you. They're not living up to your standards. Please do not uh, accept that level of bullshit. Because yeah. if if they can't meet that standard you've requested, not even demanded, just like try to negotiate for yourself and they can't tell you why, what else can they not do? What other standards are they not living up to? Yeah. And I, I think something that kind of makes it difficult because, you know, you, you, you look at this, you, you, you know, you, you have certain standards and let's break this down into two parts. Okay, a relationship in and of itself can be difficult. Oh, absolutely. Right? You you have certain standards set for a relationship. So, you know, it it that in and of itself can be difficult mm-hmm. and hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. Then you take and you throw in, well, okay, I'm also kinky. Mm-hmm. 
and and you know I, I like these particular kinks you throw that in the mix and that adds another layer to navigate yeah it, it makes it more complicated for yeah. sure but i think that the one there are so many benefits to the kink life we're clearly <laughs> uh not objective here definite bias yeah but if you can get the communication aspect of your kink life down then that translates to everything including other True. aspects of relationships and that is true when you are a person who is for different reasons in life moving between relationships so if you can learn in one relationship how to communicate in an effective way it doesn't mean everything you learn to do will automatically translate to the next partner because that partner will be different and they will have different needs and expectations and their own communication methods but you can transfer those skills so as you learn to communicate on any aspect of your life that expands out and as you get to this person and you're like, okay, I think I figured out what my standards are. I think I know what I need this to be and who I need to be with, the type of person I need to be with. Um, it becomes, that becomes part of the discussion. I find for myself that I don't think of the type of person I wanna be, ethics, morals, values, how they kind of see the world, somehow separate and apart from, okay, this person's gonna be my kinky partner. It's all part of the conversation and it's all part of the learning process about a person. So if I, mm -hmm. if we are negotiating, let's pretend we're new to each other and we're negotiating um, an impact play thing and how we wanna deal with impact play and I start talking to you about, okay, well, what if I need to say for it? How does it, how, how will it work? And you, spew out irrational, ridiculous, abusive things, I can extrapolate that information mm -hmm. to the rest of my value system as well. Like yeah. if you're that way in this, you are likely to be that way in other, in other things. things. Yeah. And so it just negotiating your kink life can give you the information about what kind of person is this? Mm -hmm. How does it track with the rest of what I care about? I do think it's an important exercise, especially if you are between relationships or, or maybe you've had sort of a string of relationships where they just keep ending up the same and that same is not good. If you have not already, to think about what you want in a partner and to the best of your ability, divorce that from uh, physical attributes, um, certain things that, they can't, they maybe 20 years ago could control, but they cannot control today, you know? It's okay to say, I don't really wanna date anybody with kids. Like, I, okay, uh, maybe that person with kids don't wanna date you either, but that to me should not be the focus. The focus should be on what kind of person do I want them to be? How mm -hmm. do I want to be treated in this relationship? What are my expectations from a partner? Then once you have a, an idea, and I still think there needs to be some flexibility here because sure. we can never think of every nuance and we can never think of every exception or every you know way of being. But once you have that idea into your head, it does become a little bit easier <laughs> to narrow, to weed people out and narrow down the list. It does also mean that you end up not being in a relationship as often as you might've been before. But if yeah. those relationships ended up making you feel miserable and you felt good for about five seconds and then you felt like shit the rest of the time, I, as hard as it is to be alone, and I've had my moments of that, I would rather be alone and not feel shitty than have those five seconds of feeling good for the rest of the relationship to feel like crap and then mm -hmm. to end in a fucking dumpster fire. Like it's just not worth it to me. Um, I understand the pull of loneliness. I have certainly uh, made some questionable decisions in my single life because mm. I was lonely. Um, but well, no, I, I'm yeah, not it, to be alone. it does. It does get. There are times it can get lonely. Um, I spent at one point quite a fair amount of time by myself. I wasn't dating. Um, didn't want to mm -hmm. for a while. And, and I actually, after the first couple months, the initial, you know, oh, I'm, I'm alone. I'm, I don't have anybody. I got past that. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed <laughs> being on my own yeah. for a while. Um, I enjoyed my time on my own at a certain you point. You know, <laughs> I, I got, I kind of got to a point in that, 
in that space, um, I loved, I, I would regularly go out to eat by myself. Um, I was going to movies, I was going to concerts, you know, you're going by yourself, how can you, yeah, I mean, I, I could say I don't have anybody and, and I don't do any of those things, but then I'm missing out on the enjoyment of the things I like. I, you know, I, I'm not going to, I, I got to the point where I realized I, just because I'm not with someone, mm -hmm. I don't have to stop my life and the things yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. And that is true. Believe it or not, that is true in the kink world. Yes. There are certain things you cannot do if you don't have another person on the other side of that slash to be your counterpart. But now I know some people will give up their kink life while they're single because they just can't handle it. It's it's too difficult to, mm -hmm. it's too emotionally difficult for them. And I respect that. If you are not in that camp, you are not relegated to like the looking on the outside window and staring at the kink kids and not getting to play with the cool kids. You can still go to a munch. You can still go if you have access to it, maybe not during a pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, to a dungeon. You can still talk to people online. You can still interact in kink spaces. It's not a requirement that you're in a relationship. Is it a different experience when you're in a relationship? Yes. Um, if you have trusted people, uh, you'll have to weigh this differently. While we're in a pandemic, this becomes a little bit sketchier. Mm -hmm. Be careful who you play with because of exposure and stuff. But play partners are a thing. You know, if, if you are open to those ideas, being single doesn't mean you have to give up your kink life necessarily. And I have watched plenty of people blossom as humans but also become stronger in their kink, their kink standards and their relationship standards by getting comfortable with navigating some of that on their own. Doesn't mean it's easy. Mm -mm. Doesn't mean that it's the right decision for everybody. We have to make these decisions for ourselves and only we can decide what, what level of angst or discomfort or pain or whatever that we want to navigate through. But the people who I've watched who have done that, they become better advocates for themselves because mm -hmm. they have a set of standards and they have, usually it's because they've gone through the crap people and they've been like, oh, that was a bad decision, <laughs> lesson learned. And so they weed through the shit quicker. They are better able to communicate what they want, what they don't want, what their expectations are. Um, and they tend to appear from the outside looking in to be much more comfortable in their kinky role whatever that might be at the time. Um, because for some people, like with certain types of partners, they're very submissive. With certain types of partners, maybe they're very dominant. Maybe there's other mm -hmm. types of themselves they want to explore and they're not quite sure. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's so much nuance. But, you know, if again, let me go back to my rant. My whole <laughs> face is hot. I think this whole episode's been a rant so far. Um, that for me personally, I'd rather be alone than put up with that cycle of bullshit. And if you can get to, if you get to that point where you're like, yeah, I'd rather be alone than go through the cycle of bullshit too, the world can open up for you. You have to go seek it out. You're not going to have a partner lead you by the hand and take you there and, you know, make it easy and comfortable for you. You're going to have to step out and do that in your own way. But mm -hmm. there are a myriad of options. Like you can do it without ever leaving your house, y'all. <laughs> I mean, please don't. It's a pandemic. Um, But yeah, set some fucking standards for yourself decide what you will yeah. accept and what you won't accept. I think the standards that I keep thinking of, because I keep thinking of that initial conversation, come back to how I want to be treated, how I want, you know, what will I accept disrespect and not the kinky play power exchange, like erotic humiliation disrespect, but like, did we make an agreement and you can't hold your, your end of the deal? And how do I feel about that? Is it worth it to me to break this off? Am I in a position where I can break it off? Um, those are questions that we can only answer for ourselves. But much of the time, more people than realize are, yes, they can make those decisions. It's, they're not ready to, they're not strong enough yet. They, or they're doing that self-talk of, I'm asking for too much. I'm being too picky. It is not too picky to demand that a partner treat you with respect and uh, do the things they agreed to do. And if they can't do those things, tell you the fuck why. Like, 
I'll give everybody a pass once or twice, an oopsie, uh, mm-hmm. I got stuck in traffic, my phone died. Yeah, you get that every once in a while. But if we set out these basic expectations for each other of how what we want from this relationship and you can't meet them, then this relationship doesn't get to keep going. Likewise, if I'm meeting you and I like, you're sending out signals to me and we have our own personal signals. Like my online signal is if your dick is the avatar of any of your online accounts, uh, no, I move on, right? (laughs) (laughs) When I was still in a very vanilla life as a very young person, I was 19, my, my weed out process was if you messaged me online, it was ICQ at the time because I'm old, uh, <laughs> and all you said was, hey, I ignored you because I I had to ha- had to set some goalposts. Otherwise, it's like drinking from a fucking fire hose, right? Um, some people for meeting people will put something in their bio, like a question, right? To prove, did this person read my bio before they messaged me? Because we all know A lot of people do not. We all know that because those of us who say we are in relationships and we're not looking for anything seem to get plenty of DMs from people looking for something. And I'm like, you clearly did not, you either didn't read my bio or you read it and you didn't give a shit. That's a standard to set for yourself when meeting people. I love the people who put a little question, like tell me your favorite color or tell me your favorite kink or tell me something at the bottom of their bio. And then when somebody randomly DMs them, and they don't include that information, they don't even respond. It's a delete because right. they set that standard that I asked you to do something. I had an mm-hmm. expectation you would read my information and answer my question. You couldn't do that yeah. before we met. I mean, met. Whether, whether it's a kink site or, or a dating site, you know, you write a profile and and I know many people on, 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 on places like FET you know, they'll talk about their kinks, but they'll also talk about what they like outside of kink. Because let's face it, you know, you don't live kink constantly. No. You're 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 a person beyond that. And you know, they talk about how they constantly get messages of, you know, hey, what's up? You know. <laughs> and, I have no patience for that shit. And, you know, right. <laughs> well you, you have a someone has a profile written you know, if, if it's someone who is somewhat compatible, you know, there there should be something in there somewhere mm-hmm. to open a, a dialogue or a, you My know. My standard for meeting new people mm-hmm. is I want you to care enough about this first connection to attempt to start an actual conversation. Not a, a mind-blowing conversation, not the deepest, most existential conversation of my life. Mm-hmm. You and I started talking through blog comments because you would read what I'd say and you'd respond to it with your thoughts. And then I was like, who is this person? He's very thoughtful. What is this? And I went to your mm-hmm. blog and you made me laugh. And so then I would respond letting you know how you, it was a it was a back and forth yeah. conversation. Meeting people is very difficult. I'm very happy I don't have to do it anymore. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still the person who has to be approached first. That will probably never change. So that's a thing. But, you know, you can, I'm, I beg of my single kinky friends, create a set of standards for yourself upon first contact, right? Like, again, you want to be careful because you might go, oh, that person is you know, this age. And sometimes there's good reasons to set those standards and sometimes there's not, and only you can decide for yourself, okay? But I cannot in good conscience say I have a problem with the older part, older, younger age differences when there's an 18 year age difference between us. But for some people it might be age, but for some people it doesn't have to be. It might be height, it might be hair color. Like watch out for those, but create a system for yourself to weed out the ones who are just casting a wide net and aren't trying to get to know you as the person. That can mm-hmm. be your first standard. Like we've watched it, it's been so long now. One of the munches we went to, it ended up being a munch we didn't go back to. We watched this person flip from table to table from definitely woman to woman, um, especially the ones he perceived, often incorrectly, as single. Mm-hmm. And by the time he got to our table, 
I already like had a vibe. I was already like, oh, yeah. oh I find this distasteful because I'd watched him. So it happens in person too. Oh yeah. If you're paying attention and sometimes you're not always paying attention, that's okay. But you know, I'm here for people watching. Um, so set those standards for yourself. My standards are, and they continue to be, if your avatar pick is a dick, I'm, I'm, we're not having a conversation. Uh, Cause I did not ask to be introduced to your penis before I found out who the fuck you were. Two, uh, I definitely don't respond to anybody who sends the DM of, hey, you look hot because what? I've got a grainy black and white picture of my upper lip to my eyebrows. What? Um, I still, if all I get to, hey, I don't respond to that. <laughs> and I personally, and this doesn't work for everybody, I have developed my own vibe since. And if I get a vibe from somebody, I listen to that vibe. Now, not everybody can do that because you're maybe not to a point where you can, or that's failed you in the past. I get that. I have the benefit of my vibe usually being right. Mm -hmm. And I just go with it now because there are a lot more people in the world than we realize. And I learned the semi hard way yeah. to, I was 33 before I found what I would consider real genuine love for the first time. Yeah. You know, and some people wait till they're much, much older than that. But to find it and to have it, and that's what I wanted was a love relationship. You mm -hmm. might not want a love relationship, but whatever it is you want. Yeah. When you find it for real, it makes, I mean, from my experience, I look back on everything else and I'm like, what the, what the fuck was I doing? Who was that girl? Because that wasn't, that didn't even touch this. And mm -hmm. so that's why now I can say, yeah, no, my standards are super, super high. <laughs> and someone made a comment in, in the live chat, um, said, JB, be honest, you wouldn't do all this stuff to date. If a woman shows a man interest, you just go with the flow. And when I was younger, yeah, mm -hmm. someone showed interest in me. That's a, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah. That, that, that's an all on. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. Um, what I learned from that in my younger days through experience was that it did not always end well for either or or both in, in many, many cases. And 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 I learned from that. And from that, I changed. You've my, ma matured. Yeah. It's not even how you approach me. You are. No, you're not actively seeking partners, but you have multiple partners. Yeah. And I have watched from the part I can see how you approach them, how you talk to them. And it is not the, quote, typical, you know, dude who just like goes, the dick gets hard and he goes, oh, which way is it, girl, boy? Let's go. You know, and runs in the direction. Like mm -hmm. it's a, there's a term I keep thinking of. What's that stick that helps you find water? Somebody will know oh, what that thing's um, called. That's what I keep imagining the penis for some people. Like, <laughs> it points, and they just follow Dow that direction. rod? I don't remember yeah, what that's I don't, called. I, yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, are there people out there doing that? Of course there are. But mm. hopefully with experience and time comes a certain knowledge and understanding and, dare I say, wisdom. Um and so then you make better, different choices. I, I think that we are all capable of setting standards for ourselves about how we want to be treated and what kind of partner mm -hmm, we want mm -hmm. and and deciding. I've had a lot of shitty situations, a lot of drama I didn't ask for or a lot of heartbreaking, you know, moments or, you know, a lot of failed relationships. And I don't want to do that again. Maybe I need to do something yeah. different. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one of those things is figure out what you want from a person and a relationship, what right. you expect, communicate that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And then also figure out, learn and or ask what they want and find compatibility with that if you can. If you can't, we move on. Um, yeah. And please, please, please stop thinking that if you are in a relationship where you are made to feel like shit, and you feel miserable more often than you are happy, that your misery means you are somehow too picky because it's not what it means. It might mean a whole bunch of things, but to me, that is not what it means. Yeah. 
<laughs> this whole episode is a rant. I am so sorry. My cheeks are so hot. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I'm wearing crazy thick makeup for the camera because I'm pretty sure I'm beet red underneath mm -hmm. it all. I, I think it's... I just talk to so many people who, you know, especially the ones I get to know, like I, I feel like I, we have a friendship of sorts. And I'm like, you're not a perfect person, but you're a relatively decent human being who is out here just trying your fucking best and you think you deserve so little. Now, a lot of that comes from bad tapes. We have certainly mm -hmm. talked about that in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes it comes from not really knowing yourself very well. And, and whether in a kink situation or a vanilla situation, trying to live a life and have relationships based on a fantasy you have of what you think it's supposed to be. Um, I have, I'm finding more and more people who are very uncomfortable with the idea that they can reject what society or culture or whoever has told them is the quote right way to do something and invent it for themselves. Like your relationship can be, as long as it's consensual and please be safe, you know, it can be whatever you want mm -hmm. it to be. It doesn't have to look like any specific thing. That is especially true in kink, especially true in power exchange. And a lot of people will stay in really awful situations because they've convinced themselves this is what it must be like because they have not yet learned or internalized the, no, 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 I get to make the rules here. I, I get to decide what I want my life to look like and what I want a relationship to look like now deciding it doesn't mean it automatically happens. There are a lot of barriers to a lot of things, but you do get to have that picture in your head and you are allowed to have that picture in your head and you are allowed to move through the world going, no, 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 this is, this is what I, I want to have happen. So I'm gonna reject people, places, things that don't fit that. Um, some of that does come down to privilege. I get that, but not always, I mm -hmm. mean, let me go back to had my period of loneliness. I've been lonely in relationships. I think many of us have. Yes. Yeah. Um, before I met you, I had a really low period in the single life where I sat on the couch and cried and looked around at what felt like the shambles of my fucking life as a single mom and went, should I have stayed married? And spent many nights like that. Should I have yeah. stayed married? Would it have just been easier to suck it up and ignore everything I hated about this relationship? because it's so fucking hard now. And then what was funny is by the time you and I met, even mm -hmm. though I was going through a heartbreak at that point, it the months before we were like super, super serious and started talking about the move in process, mm -hmm. I was living my best single mom life. Like <laughs> I was like reveling in the freedom and I was like, look, this is my house. I can do what I want. <laughs> Whatever, I, <laughs> what, do what I, I want. do what I want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was as you and I grew closer and the relationship became stronger that I was willing to give that freedom up because yeah. the relationship meant enough to me. But it, I wouldn't have moved for just no damn body. That's my yeah. standard. Mm -hmm. um, other people will see it differently. And I, I keep saying that because it's super easy for people to hear me spout how I do it and think I think that other people should do it that way. And I don't think that. I do think I see patterns across large swaths of people and humanity. Um, yes, I have strong opinions. Um, please stop accepting um, bullshit and lies. Thanks. <laughs> but my standards won't be your standards, you know? Yeah. My ethics, morals, and values probably might not be yours. It, it's, so. it's, it's, a per, it's a very personal thing. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think that this kind of internal work we do for on ourselves to figure out what we what is important to us what we will accept what we won't accept um what our standards are um we should have made that a drinking game <laughs> take a shot every time i say standards um i think that's one piece of a larger pie because mm, i have a mm. craving for pie uh of <laughs> the internal work i think that many of us need to continuously do on ourselves for ourselves so that we can live lives that we are happy with that mm. are meaningful for us that fulfill us uh it is not selfish to say i expect to be in a relationship that i find fulfilling i want my power exchange to be fulfilling now how you yeah. define fulfilling uh, is probably gonna change over time. Uh, you might not even have a concept of what that means for you right now. 
And I know the relationship I had in my mind and the relationship we had in the beginning when we were long distance, the core of who we are is still there, but the way we interact in that relationship has changed over time. I still yeah. find it fulfilling. Um, but that's, there's, there's so much that goes into it. And sometimes we need a therapist to help us work through it if we have access. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes we will stay cynical until we come across that one person who we find we believe them and they show us that not all people are trash, you know? Um, and sometimes it's a friend and sometimes mm -hmm. it's a partner. Uh, but yeah, I think figuring out, especially if you're single or, you know, you anticipate being single soon or you're unhappy in your relationship. What do you expect from your partner? Um, I would pro I would say, don't set your expectations higher for your partner than you do for yourself. Set high expectations for yourself too. What will you give to them? What would you like in return? You have to negotiate that because sometimes you're gonna ask for things a partner can't give. Um, is that a non-negotiable? Does that mean the relationship doesn't work or is there another option? Um, but yeah, okay, I'm winding down. Apparently mm. the air got let out of that balloon. My cheeks are still hot though. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's in, in a lot of cases, and, and I have said this before, and someone mentioned it in the in in the live chat, you know, familiar. You, sometimes people would rather remain miserable with the familiar familiar out with the familiar. Thank you. Uh -huh. With with the familiar, you know, and it change is difficult. It's hard to step outside that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, with the things I do in the shop, I, I have come to a kind of a meeting mm -hmm. of things, you know, especially if I'm trying something new. Mm -hmm. I give myself three tries to do something. Okay. If the way I am doing it does not work, mm -hmm. I stop and try to come at it a new way. Mm-hmm. Because if what I'm doing is not working, I can sit there and repeat that process and get the same results and not get any further. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I have set myself, okay, this, this is it. I'm going to try three times. If this does not work, I need to look at it and figure out a new way of approaching this to get the results I need. Mm-hmm. Yep, and sometimes the approach is, oh, this isn't working at all. We're not gonna, not gonna do it at all. Yeah, I don't get to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree, I agree. There's just oh, it's all part and parcel of so much other stuff. I am still really flushed in the cheeks. Um, so <sighs> there's a lot. This is a big one. This is a big, big, big one. I have no doubt that at a certain point it's gonna generate more conversation and questions, and then we'll have another way to talk about this from a different angle. Absolutely. Um, but no, if you, uh, if your partner does not respect the things you, they say they will do, they're not doing them. They make you feel like shit. Um, you just feel like shit in the relationship. They're not mm -hmm. doing anything you can put your finger on, but you are miserable. Um, things aren't working. You don't feel compatible. You're not being too picky. You're not. No. Are there examples of people being too picky? Yes. The internet is full of them, mm -hmm. but in general, um, probably not. So figure out what you need, figure out what you mm -hmm. want, um, figure out what you will, will and won't tolerate. And then use that as your way to weed out folks who, um, yeah. are probably perfectly fine people, but they are not the people for you. So, mm -hmm. oh, that is it. Yes, we have a bonus section. Mm -hmm. Whew. I feel, I feel like I, I know I talked really fast. I mean, yeah. is it all the Death Wish coffee I've been drinking? <laughs> Not no. Um, but also, I was like, this topic. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Are we good? Sure. <laughs> okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
this, baby girl? Is there something I can do for you? Yeah, talk to the crackers, please. Please. Uh, since you asked so nicely. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, emoji of the week. I was uh, I was looking through the emojis while you were talking earlier. I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I didn't think about that. And I, here's the one I want to go with. <laughs> okay. It's because my mind makes like weird connections. In my emo- list of emojis, I found a brain. And I would like to go with <clears throat> brain. Because what I want, what I hope we talked about here and have people doing is thinking about their standards and expectations. Mm. And so the uh, emoji of the week is a brain. Mm. Um, and uh, 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 somebody mentioned it in the live stream chat. I forgot to include it in the announcements. Um, oops. Uh, we are doing our Friday night live stream of yes. this yes. Friday. It is the third Friday of every month. Um, I will try to be better on the weeks that that occurs, that I actually, uh, uh, say it. Uh, if you are a subscriber to our newsletter, you will get that information in your newsletter. Um, but yeah, we will do our, what used to be our weekly Friday night hangouts is now monthly. Mm -hmm. It is this Friday. What is that? The 15th? Hang on, I'll let you know. Today's the 13th day of recording for podcast listeners. Give me a second. Yeah, it should be Friday the 15th. Oh, everything's so, moving. Where is it? There it is. Um, do you know how you're... It is, it is the 15th. Okay. It's the 15th. Yep. Um, no topic. It's a hangout. We'll just mm-hmm. hang the fuck out. Um, I have a couple of bottles of cider left. I will probably crack one. It's been I've, a rough I've week. I've got a couple beers or I could... Um, I still have ingredients to make a uh, caffeine. 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 <laughs> I can't decide if you need more coffee or less. Like, are, do we need to cut you off? The hell you will. <laughs> I got more to go. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you pry this Dunkin' Donuts coffee from my cold dead hands. Yeah. yeah. No, I won't pry from you. I just drink out of the straw. No. Real quick, I just want to say very, very early on, um, someone made a comment wondering what I was staring off staring at off in the distance while you were doing the opening. Oh, God, okay. And um, so for those who want to know what I was staring off into the distance at, I was staring at a couple of the windows here in our office thinking that we really need to get them replaced because they are so bad you can't even see outside anymore. If I start making a list of the things we need to do around this house, I will have a second existential crisis of the week, okay? Okay. So that's what I was staring at. Between the electrician we need to call and the plumber we need to call and the fact that we have to start saving for both, for definitely for a new fence. Yeah. <laughs> and the windows. <laughs> Deep breath, baby girl. Deep breath. <laughs> I am. So I want to say... This is the first day of my work week that I have felt super good. And I know it's because my entire day has been loving BDSM, doing, you know, bloggy stuff, like stuff I really love doing. We recorded two videos prior to doing the live stream slash podcast recording. Uh, One of those videos was supposed to have been recorded last week, but I think my existential crisis started early. Um, And so it's going to come out like on Friday or so. Uh, And then the the correct video will come out on the following Monday. (laughs) Oops. Um, But but yeah, also uh, we have purchased Death Wish coffee. We have been sent Mm -hmm. Death Wish coffee. Uh, But we always had so much coffee, we kind of never got into it. And if if anybody listened to or remembers last week's episode, I'd said one of our goals this year is we're getting through a fucking coffee stash. Mm -hmm. And we started with Death Wish. It was the Valhalla Death Wish coffee, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So we were both nervous. We were afraid of it because we were like super caffeinated coffee. Oh, my God. What is this going to taste like? It is fucking delicious. It's delicious, yeah. And I, I... so I had a, I have been drinking hot coffee, y'all. And anybody who's been here for a hot minute knows I have said many times, I don't drink hot coffee. I don't like hot coffee. Every morning to take these children to school, I've been drinking some Death Wish hot coffee. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. And then you went out on what I would have called a limb to make, t- turn the Valhalla into cold brew. Yes. And it is the best 
it's fucking delicious. coffee. It, it, it is absolutely I have delicious. To stop yeah. myself from drinking too much because I like to blink sometimes. <laughs> I don't think your heart's supposed to beat that fast. No. Um. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. I am. Um, yeah, we're very okay. caffeinated. Carry on. Um. Yeah, you're making a. Clouds with your vape. Mm-hmm. Um, what else for bonus section? Um, Lola is still the best good puppy girl. Um, she is almost done with all of the medications and shampooing for her skin stuff. I have a feeling after the next vet appointment, which is next week, they'll put her on like a maintenance kind of thing. Um, but one medication got to stop. The last one pill was today. And then the next medication, hopefully we'll get to, I hope we'll get to stop next week. Um, But she's a super happy girl. Oh, she has an eye thing going. There was some inflammation. We've had to put eye drops in her eyes. Um, She takes it like a trooper, but she really doesn't like it. (laughs) We like surround her in love. Like, so JB has appointed me the eye dropper. Uh, and I'm kind of resent it because I'm like, I always have to give these animals something they don't want. How are they ever gonna love me? Um, but he'll pet her or rub her tummy and sometimes he has to hold her head for me. Um, but we're like, good girl, you're such a good girl. And get it over with super quick. So she's surrounded in love, but she knows she's not like somebody putting fucking eye drops in her eyes. So she handles it, but she wishes it would stop. Hopefully that'll be done by next week too. Hopefully that'll clear up. Uh, Onyx is Onyx, which means she's total Scorpio bitch and I can relate. Um, She's branching out a little bit. She still doesn't want to be anywhere near Ella. Like not fucking interested. Get this person away from me. It's sort of her whole attitude. Um, But she is a little bit more comfortable being a little closer to to Lola a little. Um, We do a shift thing in the house where for like, we try to make it 12 hours each, but it never works out that way. But basically half the day, Onyx gets run of the house. And then at a certain point we close her in the bedroom and then Ella gets the run of the house and they can stay separate. Um, Ella is also wonderful. Her first vet appointment was fine. Um, she is insistent that she wants to go into the bedroom where Onyx is. O- Onyx is not having it. We're not stressing Onyx out right now. Um, but after last week, if you listen to or watch that episode, actually, I think we cut it out of the podcast audio, but in the video, uh, Lola, no, Lola chased Ella. Ella gave Lola what for, and she had scratches and like blood on her face. Um, Ella is not interested in being near Lola if she can help it right now. We were going to bring Ella in here and show her off again for the camera. And she was like, and we put Lola in her crate, which is why y'all, anybody watching the video hasn't seen her. Um, and Ella's like, no, nah, I don't wanna be in here. Uh, Lola's here, I'm good. I'll, I'll just see myself out. Uh, Ella is uh, a, a cat who likes to be on the kitchen table mm. and does not care if you're like, no, get down and you put her down. She just jumps back up. So yeah. So that's the pet update. Yep. Um, Silent Wing asked if um, dog eye drops are easier than cat eye drops. I don't. I hope. I well, hope to God we never have the new cat eye drops. And and that's and that's the thing. Um, and that's the thing I I um, bleh, was thinking of this morning. It is so much easier for. To, I was thinking. I'm so glad I don't have to do this to one of the cats. Yeah, I think Ella would let us do it once, and then she'd be like, "Nope, nope." Yeah. But. We did finally get the flea and tick stuff on Onyx, and she only hated us for about 12 hours, so yeah. that was nice. Um, so, what else? Oh, um, I saw, I think Silent Wing mentioned it in the live stream chat that the board behind our head looks awful bare. I know it does. Um, I have not checked the mail in over a week. I need to do that. I know, we need to do that. We need to do that. Yes. Um, I've been having existential crises, okay? <laughs> I'm and getting I'm, over it. I'm getting. And over I've been it. busier than a dog with fleas. Yeah, you need. To, you've been doing stuff. Yeah, you've been making stuff. Um, not this past weekend. The weekend before, I broke down and made a trip to Orlando mm-hmm. because I needed some stuff that I could not get online. Mm. 
Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. I I took a drive down to um, Orlando. I went to Woodcraft. I went to Amazon Exotic Woods, not affiliated with Amazon Online, <laughs> <laughs> and Rockler, and came back with a stock of wood. You did. You were living your best kinky woodworker life. I was. Yeah, I, I missed you I that am. day. I was also exhausted trying to be you and me for the day. I don't like it. <laughs> Do not recommend. I, I, I had an enjoyable drive there and back and like being able to go to wood shops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, we had some pictures put up um, of the new saw. Uh, one of the on the kinkery on, on the kinkery. Yeah. Um, one of the purposes for the trip was I needed some um, pieces to connect both the saw and my drum sander to my dust collector, mm-hmm. and I purchased those and and got all that. So my my new bandsaw and 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 drum sander is now hooked up to dust collection. And yesterday, I just had at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, half of the wood that I brought home, actually more than half, if you look at the pile, um, is now sanded. Mm-hmm. And I started cutting it on the new bandsaw yesterday. And oh my gosh, what a difference using a saw that works and a big boy saw and a big boy saw yeah 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 Yeah, i uh what i what we ended up doing um this week as well was it was it just yesterday we did this oh my gosh we ended up we were walking the dog Mm -hmm. wednesdays are usually like the only days now we don't walk her because we would normally walk her at the time at the time we're doing this yeah um so, uh, but we take, we, we take her for a walk and we still do it together because mm-hmm. yeah, I need help when she decides she doesn't want to move. I'm not moving her. Um, and we started talking about plans for the shop yeah. and it was super exciting. I was ready to like quit everything and just go right? work in your little shop and be your little <laughs> shop elf and it was going to be great. Uh, that's not going to happen. Don't worry. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got like. New plans for new things, and I might be I might be your shop elf. Yeah. I'm kind of here for it. Can I have mm-hmm. a hat? Of course. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll tell y'all this, because we did not confirm it until after the live stream ended last week. We're in the middle of streaming, so y'all saw in the, in the stream, at least, or in the video, uh, we had a cat-dog thing happen. Kerfuffle. Uh, it was wild. And then, right as we're ending the live stream... JB gets a text message from our bank oh God, that our yeah. credit card number had been compromised. And was this our charge? It was not it was our not. charge. Um, which is fine. The bank we use, we they handle that kind of stuff super, super well. We never have to fight to get our money back. Like, it's mm-hmm. just a, it's a breeze. It's a pain in the ass, but it's a breeze. But we've been waiting since then for the new card to yeah. arrive. Yeah, because, yeah, actually, it's been a week it's now. an exact week. I'm an like, exact week. I mean, thankfully, we have access to our money in other ways. It's mm-hmm. fine. But, oh, yeah, we get off the the recording, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on now? What What is happening mm-hmm. here? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, somebody tried to buy um, some motorcycle gear. About $3,000 worth of motorcycle gear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was super, mm-hmm. super nice of mm-hmm. them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was... That's been the catch up to our week then. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Mm. No. I mean, if there's anything else, I need to save it for Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, God mm-hmm. knows. Um, we don't really, t- certainly didn't talk about it at the top. I don't feel like talking about it now. We might talk about it on Friday. But yes, we watch the news here as uh, living in the U.S. And yes, yeah. it is. I don't even have words. I, li- I literally cannot think of words other than yeah. what the actual fuck is happening. Uh, so, yes, that's all still going on. Uh, maybe we'll bitch about it on Friday night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we've been trying to keep out of the um, political discussion. Yeah, yeah. If, kind of, if you don't know um, which way we lean, I'm, we probably need to be more yeah. clear. But, mm, but yeah. no, that was, that's been part of my existential crisis. 
Yeah. Because that was the other thing. We came off the stream and I was getting messages of, have you seen the news? Have you seen the news? And so I'm watching things unfold on the news in DC and you're on the phone with the credit card company and I'm like, oh shit, is Lola okay? That's blood on her face. Yeah. And I've spiraled ever since, okay? <laughs> and I am absolutely glued to the fucking yeah. news right now. Uh uh, yeah, I've had to I've had to pry myself away. I think part of my up mood is not just that we were doing recordings today and we we're living our best BDSM life today, but because I have stayed away from the news most of the day. Like I really think that was part of it. Um, so yeah, that is uh, yeah, that's us. Mm-hmm. Um, we will we uh we will be back Friday night for a live stream. Um. Mm-hmm. Adult beverages for those of us who want them. Absolutely. And can have them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think I could keep, y'all know me, I could keep talking. I know. But I need to stop. I have a video to edit. And and I have kids to go pick up soon. Do we have to? I mean, they're nice and all. Yeah, I, I like the little one. Let's pick him up. I have to pick him up Him at least, yeah. <laughs> the little one at least. The little one. He's still enjoyable. He's still cute. He hasn't, yeah, yeah. He, he has, he hasn't hit those... Broody teenage years. Yeah, the fifteen year old. One moment I'm like <laughs> with the fifteen year olds like one moment I'm like, You're the coolest person ever. How did how did I get a kid this like just mm-hmm, gets mm-hmm. it? And then the next moment I'm like, Oh my god, I just want to pinch your fucking head yeah, off. I know I don't, the, but the, I want to. The, the day before yesterday I wanted to pinch his head off. This is the oldest. And then yesterday Y'all had a really cool we, conversation. We had a real cool conversation. Yeah. Welcome to the teenage parent life, All I guess. Right. We're mm-hmm. going to go now because, like yeah. I said, clearly, I could keep talking. It's been great, folks. It has been. Thank you for joining mm-hmm. us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time, attention, all of that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you guys, and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see some of you uh, on Friday. Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye.